welcome to In Discovery We Trust, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Ethan, and I am joined by... I forgot who I am, because it's been so long. Oh. And we are here tonight to discuss the latest Season 2 trailer. It's lovely to be back with you folks. Yeah, it's been a long, what, since the, um... Well, we did the last trailer, I think, like, the Comic-Con one, I believe, was the last time. Back yeah. in July, so it's been yeah. about five months. Okay, yeah, that makes so we sense. Left, we yeah. left everybody hanging. Right, we did. Yeah. And we never came through with the comics episodes, because I think neither of us really were grabbed that much by the comics. Well, I also didn't really... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, well... So... We'll shoot edit this part out. We don't want to promise content. Yeah. Not give it. Um, but yeah, it has been quite a long time and you know there's been some developments since then you know the, I mean, we talked about the Picard series last time right um, there's the animated series which is coming right which we don't know decks. much about um, and then there's the rumor that there is a Giorgio section 31 series coming interesting it hasn't been officially confirmed yet. although from this trailer maybe someone got their wires crossed and it was just season yeah. 2 developments um, but for a second if we could so the the animated series, um, which is called it's called Star Trek Lower Decks, being done by some of the people who do Rick and Morty, and okay. it's about these sort of crew members on these who work on the lower decks of these unimportant starships, and they're sort of day day to day. It's sort of like the um, there's a book I don't know if you've seen. It's called Red Shirts. I think they did like a TV special on it too. Okay. Which is with a similar vibe, and it all takes place during really important episodes of the original series, and sort of like what's happening with them. Oh yes, yes. TNG is obviously explored in an episode called Lower Decks. So, but it's a comedy. It's an animated comedy, and I will say I'm into the idea because I think it is a very funny type of premise that I'd I'd love to watch. I just hope it's not the Rick and Morty type of humor because I'm not really a fan of that show anymore. Yeah, I'm fine with Rick and Morty as Rick and Morty. I don't know if I want. Star Trek with Rick and Morty type humor, yeah. but I, uh, being a, a Star Wars fan, as you know, mm. I'm fine with anything being made, and if it's not for me, I just won't watch it, and that's yeah. fine, and I don't know if I have any expectations for this. I'll definitely check it out. <clears throat> it sort of reminds me of, there was a Star Wars show that was being made by the Robot Chicken crew, and I guess it was done. There was a season, or two seasons, made, I believe, and then... Disney bought the franchise and so it's never killed released. it. Yes. So it's done but never released? Yes. But it was a similar idea that it was just humor and, you know, kind of a little more irreverent. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Star Trek is, has... I mean, we haven't had... For it. We haven't... And again, we haven't had an animated series since the animated series. Right. So, and that was just um, a, you know, continuation sort of Right. Thing. And then, of course, the rumor of uh, Giorgio, Empress, excuse me, Emperor Giorgio joining Section 31, which kind of picks up on the deleted scene from the end of last season. And obviously it's going to be a factor in this new season that's coming. Um, Which I have to say, Section 31 is the worst kept secret in the Trek universe. (laughs) It's a fictional organization, or excuse me, it's a secretive organization that everybody seems to know about. It's true, but maybe just only the characters we meet. Maybe they're yeah. the only ones. It's really, really funny to me, like, how they just say how secretive it is, and yet everybody knows about it. Yeah, even yeah. In, in the trailer, George R. was throwing off the badge. Section yeah. 31. Oh, Section 31, huh? Fancy. Yep, Section 31. Well, and even 
in that exchange with her and Pike and the turbo lift, it sort of occurred to me that um, aside from George, um, uh, Michael and the Admiral and maybe and some of the people on Discovery, mm. nobody else knows that she's from the Mirror Universe. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Unless Pike is brief, but I don't know. Right, Pike you know? might not even know. I had not considered How many that. people realize, don't realize that that's, you know, her mirror counterpart? That's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. It, it explains why people might accept it, because yeah. the idea that they are giving mirror universe George O any type of authority yeah. in Starfleet seems sort of insane. And Section 31 seems like the perfect thing for her to, to be in. You know, Does it? It's almost like taking a, mm, let's see, you take a KGB spy and you say, mm-hmm. don't worry, we're going to give them the CIA so they can't do any damage. Well, she also wasn't a spy initially anyway, so she's right. the emperor. So, and well, Section 31 was introduced to us on DS9, we saw it again in Enterprise, and then we saw it again in Into Darkness. So, I don't know. They seem pretty clandestine and powerful. Yeah. I sort of... They sold me on it when they were in a pinch in last season where they had no choice. So they yeah. brought it to Georgia. But now to make it a regular... So Section 31 is supposed to be... And again, you, a history teacher, you can maybe shed some light on this a little bit. Like, they're kind of this back-channel organization who sort of keeps peace between all the major powers. isn't that, That's kind of a Cold War thing, almost, isn't it? Or isn't there something like that? Or you see it in movies anyway? Yeah, like, I mean, does that exist? Yeah. Certainly there were... Contacts that were not official between mm. the different powers. Yeah, I think where we might get it, where Section Thirty One, I think, is sort of different, is when it almost like how the CIA got a little out of control. Yeah, and the FBI and whatnot started to be used for more um, like surveillance and internal yeah. conflicts and mm. sort of abused. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it sounds like it could be a cool idea, um, but. You know, it could be, but hasn't wanna, been officially announced yet. Do so you want to put in charge of it someone who is from a evil universe? I don't know. It'd be a very. It would not be Trek with a positive, you know, outlook. Right, your peacemaker comes from a war. Yeah, um, war-based conqueror culture. I feel like it would be. It would share a lot in common with like Deep Space Nine, even though there was sort of like a stroke of positivity to it. For the most part, that was a really. It was a dark show. Yes, and also with all these bigger conflicts. Political and religious. and So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, until they officially announce something, um, you know, I'll sort of hold my expectations. Right, right, right. um, Uh, As far as the trailer... This is when they released a few days ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, Here are my thoughts. Okay. First, I know in the first season, we were sort of noticing the Alice in Wonderland references, and they were a little more subdued, and now they're pretty much on the nose. Hmm. Burnham saying, we're through the looking glass now. They've definitely... Well, she does mention that in the the third episode of the show. That's true. That's true. Um, Then we get this red bursts, red angel. Yep. Apocalyptic vision shown to Spock. Someone or something will destroy all sentient life in the universe. Which, as we know, can't happen. True. Um, I have to say, when I heard that, I sort of lowered my expectations. Bit. Because the universe is at stake. Because the universe is at stake. And even though you know how it's <laughs> going to turn out, because that, not even that, just yeah. Um. So as you know, I'm also a comic book fan, a superhero comic book fan. Yeah. 
I get really bored with the stories now when their stakes are so high. Hmm. I'd rather see a little story about, you know, going to a planet and encountering a weird anomaly and then this other thing happens. So I'm a little concerned about that. But here's my prediction that I think will make it good. It'll turn out okay. I think just like we thought last season would be one thing and then it was that thing for about three episodes and then it turned into something else. I'm hoping what this season will do is the same thing. It'll set us up thinking it's these red angels and they'll take care of that in three episodes and then we'll be onto something completely unexpected. So last season you mean like the Klingon War stuff? Yes. Even though it was still lingering there in the background it was picked up on at the end of the... Yeah, it became much yeah. more about the the warp drive and the, the tardigrade yeah. and all that. The Klingon uh, War, by the way, a story I never really cared for that much. Right, you it was know? more just the just catalyst like the... that made all the other things happen. Yeah. Rather than the focus. Hmm. Um, is it all you have? Well, I thought, so positive things, I thought Pike just sounded really good. I think we're yep. going to like Pike. He had mm-hmm. a very good captain, you know, demeanor, his voice, yeah, his tone, all of it sounded like, you know, the classic mold of a Starfleet captain. Yeah. <clears throat> um, seeing s- what I call hippie Spock, and I say that hipster because... Spock. Everyone keeps calling him hip- hipster Spock. I don't call him hipster Spock. I call him hippie Spock because... Yeah. He reminded me of Spock when he's on his, uh, well, he's on Vulcan. He usually seems Vulcan, to yeah. grow his hair out, and I swear I've seen him with a beard. Well, just like the motion beard. How weird would it be if this is Mirror Spock? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be How weird. crazy would that be? I don't think they grow, I, I, for some reason, don't think they're going to go that route, because they already no. did that with Morpho, so. That would be a big time bummer. Yeah. That would be a big time bummer. Yeah. Um... I didn't see anything to let me know that I would see any more of um, Detmer, the character I really want to get to know there. The yeah. eye robot lady. She's eye girl, as you always call her. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's there. She's She will be there. Right. She's a navigator, so she'll be there. She will um, be there. There's a, so, I liked what I saw. And what I think is cool... Well, okay. What I'm not totally sold on just yet, and I don't want to sound like a nitpicky fan, but I'm I'm not entirely yet sold on Ethan Peck, the actor who plays Spock. I'm not totally sold on that. I understand yet. that. Um, I don't think that just from what we've seen, he sounds like. I agree. He almost had a grittier, like action hero voice. Yeah, where the um, read was kind of. Someone or something but, will destroy all sentient life in the universe. Rather than right. someone or something will destroy all But at the same time, like you know, Anson Mount, I don't think, sounds much like Jeffrey Hunter. And then from what we saw of Rebecca Romaine playing number one, you know, I don't think sounds a lot like Majel Barrett Roddenberry. And so, like, when you get these other actors playing existing um, characters from before, um, I feel like none... I mean, I could be wrong, but I can't think of any that have really successfully gotten the voice right they get the cadence of how they speak correctly and maybe your mind just kind of hope your mind your mind does the rest of the work but yeah but like carl urban sounds like deforest kelly in my because opinion. he talks like deforest kelly right um so but the thing is i feel that zachary quinto 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 he got sort of just the tone and then mm. yeah the cadence whereas yeah. i feel this 
person, in what I heard, didn't get the tone or the cadence. Yeah. It was very, like I said, a gruff we still yeah. someone or something is going to destroy all the stuff. This is only based on what we've seen. I mean, it could, you know, they could do some ADR since then. Could have done some ADR or like something like that. Or like it may, the yeah. more he speaks. What I'm really surprised by, though, is how much of Spock we see. Right. And I think we talked that maybe ooh, Spock was going to be withheld. Or maybe he's not on the ship at this point or something. But no, we're just getting full bam. I really thought that, because um, there's going to be 14 episodes next season. And I kind of thought that, to use a you know, appropriate term, I really thought the entire season was going to be a search for Spock. That's no, really, I did. Like I thought, like, <laughs> like I I thought to myself, like I bet I thought they were going to do sort of like a, what they did with the Enterprise, like Spock wouldn't show up until the very end, uh-huh. in the final episode or something like that. Yeah, I I sort of thought maybe it would be like the tease for Spock, hmm. where it would be oh. Burnham, your brother just went off on a diplomatic yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, oh, we just got a message from your brother. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. Um, I, I, and eventually he would come and it would be this big deal. But I kind of do like the idea that he'll wait in hell. He's a fantastic character, obviously. I don't think... Character. I, I would bet that he's not going to show up in the first episode of the hmm. season. Hmm. I'm going to put that okay. on that now. I don't think he's going to. I'm, I'm predicting the last thirty seconds of the first episode. I, I'm predicting like maybe two or three episodes in is when he'll show up. But I don't think he's going to show up right away. Because huh. I think whatever happens in the first episode, you still have to deal with the Enterprise, Pike. So I bet you're gonna, I think there's going to be a lot to. I don't know what the plot of the first episode is. Right. But based on earlier trailers, you know, you see Pike, you see Number One. So I'm guessing there's going to be a little bit of all like you know Pike comes aboard. He's got to talk to his old crew, and then they got to do this whole like right. figure out do we shoot, do we need to do this? I'm, you know, do we have you know figuring out what it, where it is they need to go. That makes sense. And so, given that he has a beard and long hair, yeah, he's probably not in active Starfleet duty, perhaps because anytime we've ever in seen the trailer, him before with long hair and a beard, he's not been active. In the first trailer, they say Pike. I think you hear Pike say he took leave. Yeah, so he's okay. on leave because Burnham's in his quarters, and you see her put her hand on his uniform. Spock's uniform. Uh-huh. Is it the proper number of years before his later Ponfar? This is after the cage before the original. So you're talking about like in the original series of Mon- Monta? Yeah. Yep. It would be... So I think it's... I believe it's like every seven years, so... Could be his Ponfar. I, I don't think we're totally in the wheelhouse just yet. Okay. At time. Well, yeah. That's out then. But... Um, I will say this, though, having watched the trailer now. I know I expressed it on the, a previous podcast. I'm really excited that we're going to see Pike and the Enterprise. And, you know, because we are really going to be able to have that sort of era of the Enterprise fleshed out a little bit more. And there's going to be more that we're going to know. Because we don't know anything. There's, as I mentioned before, there's a 10-year his- gap of history of the Enterprise that we don't know anything about. Because you had Pike as her captain, and then you had Robert April as her captain before Pike. Mm-hmm. And where I'm going with this is, what I'm really wanting to see happen this season is, I really want to see them do some new things. I re- like, in other words, like I don't want them to just have to. I don't like the fact that they're relying on this on so much of this nostalgia, right? Like, I want Discovery, I'm hoping Discovery this season, and who knows what they will. I want there to be 
I want there to be the Corbomite maneuver of this series. Like, mm. they encounter, like, something that we've never seen before. Right. You know, or, like, yeah. where's the doomsday machines of this, you know, or even in Next Generation when they encounter, you know, like, Nagilum, that face in space who's yes. testing them and whatnot, yes. or something like, you know. So I want them to, when so while cute. it's fine, while it's fine that, you know, we're getting Pike and the Enterprise and Spock and that we're getting it fleshed out, I still really want them. It's kind of the framing device. I mean, they are doing new things. This red angel we've never seen before. Right. Right. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We've never seen it before. Yeah. Um, as far as we know. I mean, if it, I hope it doesn't yeah. end up being. Wait, now, bad. here's an interesting idea. Yeah. You would know better than I. Because of your encyclopedic memory. Yes. Um, have there been times in, I'm thinking, especially the original series, where they've encountered one of these new things, creatures, entities... And it has threatened to destroy all sentient life in the universe. I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading this as far outside of the normal, you know. Yeah. Um, Star Trek. I don't kind of recall there being. Be. I don't recall there being very many episodes where like Earth or say the universe is at stake. Yeah. Yeah. I think Next Generation's Best of Both Worlds when Picard's assimilated by the Borg. Right. I could be wrong. I think, at least in the TV series aspect, that was the first time Earth was at stake. Right. I don't think either, that ever happened before. That makes on sense. The, on the series. I mean, it was in the movies. In like every movie it was, practically. Right. That makes but, sense. But, yeah. But they have encountered creatures in the original series with godlike powers where they probably could have wiped out. Oh, Yeah. Right, but it's never like a. Th- I don't think it's ever really a threat to them. To yeah. Like, okay, so it still is outside. What yeah. I expect. So I mean, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it, but yeah, that's that's my hope in that with this new season that we're going to get some new or some original things. Right. If listeners can think of any of the uh, entities encountered in the original mm-hmm. series that did threaten to wipe out all of existence or all life, go for it. Send us that. Tweet it to us. We want to know. Good. I agree. Um, yeah, I want to see something different. And, you know, I don't think it's... I don't feel that it was super heavy on nostalgia the first season. I know that mm-hmm. was a criticism it received. And, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's Spock's sister. Right. Yes, we saw Spock's dad. Yeah. And yes, I wanted that story to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I felt it didn't go as far as it could have. I still enjoyed seeing him. I liked the character. We got a little bit more to him. Um, but yeah, you can take this encounter with the Enterprise and then do exciting new things with it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just, wow, look at the Enterprise. Wow, look at Spock. I think the whole first season between... Her being Spock's half-sister between the Klingon War. I think it's all still a vestige of Brian Fuller being attached to the show and them leaving. You think? And the, I think it is. And so he had to leave the show to go create American Gods. Well, and I think, did he have to leave the show to go create American Well, I think he Gods? decided to. Right. I, well, I see, that was a dispute whether he was... He left on his own or he was let go. Yeah, but now he left like, American Gods. He established... Oh, did he? Yes. Oh. After the um, first season, so... I don't know what's going on with the Fuller. Watch that. I love it. Um, but he... So he definitely set up some initial... Those initial ideas. But I think that the... I think the now creative team... Is like... I think they're trying to get out of all of that. Oh. So we could almost liken it to The Force Awakens. To The Last Jedi when... 
Someone just don't use that analogy. Just dump storylines overboard in order to do something. Don't else. use that analogy on me. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still good storylines though, right? I Discovery, see yeah. right? Um, but I think because a better example would be in the fourth season of Enterprise, Rick Berman and Brandon Braddock kind of took a step back and gave it to a different producer, Manny Cotto. Right. And, the fir- and his first order of business was we're getting rid of this temporal cold warship. Yeah. And that's why that first, those first two episodes. And the temporal cold war still rages to this day. That's his way. That was his way of sort of breaking out of what was already established and sort of go, striking off in his own direction. And that's why that by the time you got to the fourth season, it felt more like a legit TOS prequel. Yeah, yeah. So he's but, like wiping this. He was kind of wiping the slate clean and getting out of. So I feel like season one of Discovery is there's a bit of an internal battle going on behind the scenes. It's sort of like. Well, they're certainly not abandoning the Spock. No, no, but they're like they were fighting their way out of like. Well, what I, I guess what I mean is like I feel like maybe that would have been a stronger element in the first season because I mean think about it. At the end of the season, Burnham is cleared of everything she did. And now she's back to normal. I feel like if Fuller stayed on board, that wouldn't have been resolved so quickly. I feel like that still would be going on in this season. I see. Right. Right, yeah, that makes sense. It, it also, the tone seemed to change also in the way that, when I don't know, maybe these were just rumors that were wrong, but remember the thought that, oh, this is someone who's not in the upper echelon of the of the command of the ship. This is a lower level person. And she was for a little while, but what, an episode? Before she was right back in the command fold of Discovery? Right. Yeah. So that, that definitely was a yeah. change. I wonder if that has to do with the switch. It was the whole idea that you were seeing it from an entirely different perspective. Right. But very quickly she was right there. But she's still a member of the bridge crew. Yeah. So you're still seeing the same, you know. Right. And we even got a lot of POV of, of um, the captain. Like what if, what if in Discovery they didn't have a captain? Officially. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, like, anyway. imagine if Enterprise focused on Trip. Well, did sometimes. The chief, the chief engineer. He was the main character, and you saw everything from his point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Porthos. And, I mean, really, even though Discovery is sort of falling back on... I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. But it would have been interesting to see how else, how that would have progressed if it stayed with its original sort of... I think with its sort of original premise. But I think a lot of that staff shakeup changed things quite a bit. Yeah, that, that actually does make sense. I hadn't really considered that. Yeah. So, like, now that Burnham has gotten her rank back, it's sort of like... I sort of took that as this the Brian Fuller era of the show is now over. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I would say in summation, I am... I'm excited to watch the new season, you know? Mm. The only reason I point out the things that I wasn't so jazzed about is just um, because there's sort of... I'm at this base level of really excited to see it. So now I'm right. just, you know, like pointing out the little things. It's like, it's, I think it's January 17th. It's like another way. Yes, it's very close. Which is surprising. It feels like. Very much, very yeah. much. Um, and then, I'm beginning to wonder, though, like, with the, um, what I'm seeing in the trailers, you know, because you see Pike wearing Disco- a Discovery uniform. Right. But yes, that was interesting. So I do know that Anson Mount, who plays him, is contracted to be on the entire season. Okay. So, and then you get those continuity sticklers going like, oh, but he can't be Discovery's captain. He's supposed to, because he hands off command of the Enterprise to Kirk and everything. And and that's true. He does. 
But couldn't he take it over for temporaries then? What right, happens the, in the other? The thing that I mentioned trailer? to the to the things that I mentioned to the fan to the my consti- our constituents <laughs> is that I'm like, remember Chain of Command, the Next Generation episode, Chain of Command. Captain Jellico took temporary command of the Enterprise. Riker took temporary command of the Enterprise a few times. You know, in Best of Both Worlds. So like, yeah, because now, because here's here's something else. CBS has already said. That there are more Star Trek. There's more to be announced. So there are more series to be announced. Right. Right. So I'm really hoping my dream comes true. I feel like after this season, Pike will go back to the Enterprise, mm-hmm. and then we will get the Captain Pike series that we that I've been wanting since Solo. A Star Wars story has been right. Wasn't it funny on. that we joked about it too? And we, I yes, the, uh, what was it? The Young Pike Chronicles. Yes, and look, I know. And here's the thing: I know I'm sort of flying right in the face of what I said a few minutes ago. I'm like, I want new stuff. I don't want you know. Right. But again, you know, we don't know anything, and Pike can still go out into space and encounter you know new things. Just even though it's a character, these are characters we've seen before. But like, that's just your that's your vehicle. But like, you can they can do brand new things. Absolutely. So I'm really, really, really hoping that after this season, um, at you know, some point in this season, CBS is going to announce that uh, there will be this Captain Pike uh, interpre- uh, television series. Because it would be really cool if they did that and then the show ended with him handing off command to Kirk. Oh. You know, because I'm getting to wonder if Kirk will appear. Because I figured, like, if Spock's going to appear, then I just feel like Anybody can. I don't think we're going to get a Kirk. Maybe I. Maybe eventually. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. But um, I said this in one of our earlier ones. I could definitely hear a Kirk name drop. But at that time, he's like, he's not Kirk as we know it. Well, yeah. Like Stamets was like, oh, you know, my bunkmate, Jim Kirk or something like that. It's like... <laughs> You know, my bunkmate when I was on this ship, you know, Jim Kirk or something. Right. And, you know. That's like the list of the captains. Right. Because um, at that point, Kirk's a lieutenant. I think he's even an academy instructor, I believe. I have to remember that. Okay. Right. So he's not a captain yet. Come out of training with him. So, like, he could just be somebody that they know. Yeah. Till he can at talk about point, a class with Professor. Um, yeah. At that point, Kirk. he's not known, really. But we as fans, like, oh, we know exactly who that is and who he's, you know, eventually becomes. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah, so I could, I could, even if it's just a name drop, that's fine with me too. Right. Yeah. That would be sort of the only way. That would but I really sense. feel like if Spock, because to me, Spock was always the ultimate. Yeah, you he know? was the through line. He was the, yeah. the only one that was there. Yeah. If Spock's going to appear, I feel like now anybody could. I do, but we do have that established that he was the carryover from the old captain and everyone else was new. Right. Right. He is. Yeah, I mean, he is our link, direct link into the him and the Enterprise and Pike in some ways are basically our direct links to the original to the original series. Yeah, so we've got so much about that crew, yeah, the the Kirk crew coming and joining and all that. Yeah, it, it would be strange. And I was reading, I was looking for it yesterday. I did. I think I mentioned this earlier, but I actually read it in full. I did find the article that said um, when you. The producer saying, "You will see where Discovery fits and how it come becomes the original series toward the end." Right. Yeah, that would be interesting. Which I'm really, really curious about. Yeah, I think it will make sense. 
Um, because you know, faith. I know we had this initially, but we didn't really do much of it since then. I think your, your original uh, Haters Corner, as you call it's it. It's funny that you should mention that. And no, if they have transitions in yeah. podcasts. Why, do you have? Do you have, do you yes, have I actually do have a, have okay. a quote that is, should, needs to be our Haters Corner. But go ahead before we get to that. So um, I post on the, I don't know if any listeners post in the same forums that I do. I post on the Trek PBS. It's, a, it's probably the best Star Trek forum out there. I've been on it since, I've actually been on that forum since Enterprise began in 2001 when I was a kid wow 17 years ago so um, and I've been on that form ever since and I don't know if you ever notice I know you don't you're not on Facebook that often but like every time there's a every time like the official discovery page makes a post there's always like a bunch of angry people posting on there and everything like that so I'm always commenting and addressing haters and getting really worked up I have a friend I have another friend of mine who just, who really hates that I do that so on the Trek BBS, I've been I was participating in this thread all about how like the so it go, goes back to the difference in design, the aesthetic between Discovery and the original series, and sort of how the the original series out of all of the shows now is really kind of now the odd the odd duck as far as design goes. Because if you think about it, the the color palette, it's very bright, it's very colorful. The Starship designs, you know, very... <sighs> Starting with the first movie and going on, they see it seems to be a natural evolution from the first movie going into Next Gen, going into Deep Space, Voyager. They all seem to evolve from the look established in the first film. Nothing in the original series, as far as the aesthetic, I'm talking like bright colors and everything like that, is ever really seen again. Oh, I see what you mean. And so this thread, which yeah. I thought was getting a little ridiculous, but like they were saying, some were saying that the look of that original series wasn't ever canon. And they said until the next generation made it canon, because when Scotty was on the holodeck and he looked back and went onto the original series bridge, you saw it again. And I was like, and they're like, next generation made it canon. And I go, I don't really think next generation was in a position to say whether that look was canon or not well who decided that canon didn't start to the motion picture i know i know nobody but okay just um because and this is what i said in my reply i said if in that episode where scotty appears on next gen if you were to go to the holodeck and recreate the bridge of the enterprise from the movies Mm -hmm. it would carry so much it would carry way less emotional weight than than it would have if you went back to the bridge on the original series that's what you would have wanted to see. You wouldn't have wanted to see the movie bridge. Right. You'd want to true. see the original bridge. Yeah, or him come out in that jumpsuit with the weird yeah. belt buckle. Because no some belt. because some fans on that forum seem to think that the first movie is, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of a reboot and sort of erases the original series. And I was like, yeah, but if it does, then Wrath of Khan That's canonizes it again because... I, I you know, I said if you're just doing this just because things something doesn't look right. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it. I and do. It is interesting that yes, it's simply because of the fact that they reused a lot of the set pieces and things yeah. from the motion picture in right um, <clears throat> in next generation. But the, ne- but the original series established what a, how a starship bridge should be designed. Yeah, I mean it's. And there's, how a starship looks on the outside. There's no base. The aesthetic, for the this. color is not doesn't carry over, but the look of it, the captain's chair, the you know. Yeah, and now 
Discovery, the uniforms. Discovery has recanonized the bright colors because essentially the uniform Pike colors. had it. The uniform colors, for God's sakes. I mean, they carry over into next gen. They switch yeah. them up, but they, you know, right. No, that's that's bunk. That's hogwash. That's bullshit. The whole thing's hogwash. Yeah. Someone just decided to say arbitrarily that the original right. series doesn't count as canon. And like, even in I think it was in the latest Discovery trailer, they show somebody being transported using a transport, and they I think it's they show the the panels touch screen. Like, oh, that's too advanced. That's more advanced than the original series. And I said, look at the space shuttle today has touch screens. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, mean, but Enterprise didn't like Enterprise or Pike, uh, not Pike. Enterprise had some touch screens, but not everything. That's true. That's true. You know. <laughs> but what I keep saying, is, I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> but what I keep saying is like, you know, that's not what it's about. It's like, yeah, but Discovery, but Discovery is also a newer ship than the Enterprise is. Yes, yeah, they have to remember that. Yes. Yes, but if someone told me like we have a show and it's all about how the the interfaces uh, stayed very consistently progressive and it all made sense and it's all about interfaces, it's uh, but Star Trek interfaces. I would not watch it. No one would watch but it. But you and I know very well, and you know all Discovery fans know. Next season, when they go aboard the Enterprise, mm. you know damn well it's going to look like the interior of Discovery. It's not going to look exactly as it did from the cage. No. I hope they give at least some nods to it. You know, give yeah. it a railing, a weird railing. You know, I give think it a little bridge, more colors. I think the bridge will look the same. There's just going to be bigger screens, and yes. you know, you're not going to have to stick your face in a little box to look at science. Because if you go back and watch the cage and look at the bridge, it's a look that still holds up and just needs some slight modernization. To oh make right, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all Cause like it's, dark yeah, and actually, silver and yeah, black. It doesn't and, have the red, and right? All the bright colors. It's That's very, right. and the uniforms are blue and gold. They don't have any red. Yeah. But if you go back and watch the cage and just look at the look at the aesthetic of the bridge, all yes. that's really missing to make it up to par with Discovery is like it just needs big consoles and big. So I just think, if anything, I feel like the design of the bridge of the Enterprise, if we see it, will look exactly the same. I don't think it'll have those gooseneck screens, gooseneck screens like that. But like the consoles will just be much bigger. They'll just be big, you know, touch screens. I just think that's what it'll look like. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I, all right, so we got a Hater's Corner here. Now, this is actually about the Picard series, but I encountered this one recently. And, you know, I don't spend as much time on the message boards as Kevin does. I know. I guess um, so. this one here came from, actually, IO9. Mm-hmm. And, um, so oh, here, God, the worst site ever for that kind of stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, um, <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The bad part about the Picard series is that I'm almost certain I won't like it. There are just some nostalgic series and characters that worked in a particular time and space. I'm not certain I want to see Picard in a series that's all lasers and special effects. The show I want to see Picard in would be boring to younger fans and wouldn't appeal to today's pew-pew instant gratification needs more action fast and furious dot 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 space generation. Is this an article or a comment? This is a comment. Oh, it's a comment. Yes, it's a haters comment. Oh, it's a haters comment. Always haters corner will be comments. Mm. So, well, I don't know. I don't I feel like this is a little biased against Trek. I always they always write negative things about it. I feel like. Well, anyway, for that comment, my yeah. thing is this person has um, already, you know, uh, uh, written, produced, and watched the Picard series, and they decided they didn't like it. <laughs> Inside their own mind, <laughs> it didn't meet their standards. Right, the series that they wrote in their brain in their brain did not meet their right. standards. And so, whatever is aired, it's theirs is always going to be better. Well, yeah. or maybe it can be better, but they don't care because they already wrote one. And if they can't write a good one, then no way these other people can write a good one. 
All right, you first. All right, well, I think that that's the idea. This idea that... Your thoughts hear, on that. You hear a show's coming, you yep. decide, well, it's going to be this and I'm going to hate it because I don't like that. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Star Trek fandom. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. And here's the thing that I think I've said this too many times, maybe, but Patrick Stewart is not going to... Well, he's. I don't think he's going to do a shitty show. I don't think he would do it and have it be shitty. Or pew pew action. I, don't, I just think that but, it's going to be something that he can sink his teeth into as a part. Right, and, and I and I and I think that I think that his show, whatever it's going to be, it does go before the cameras in April. They've already written like eight episodes, I think. Right, and he's been in the writing room. Yeah, I but I think but I think that show is going to be geared s- toward Trek fans. Right. I don't. I don't. Yeah. True. I don't think a, a Picard show. Their goal is going to be, yeah. we got to get the kids in here. we got to get the kids. But here's the other thing. I know. I don't know about you. I know so many people. I know so many. I, I've, heard, I've heard this so many times over the years. Who love, who are not Trek fans really, but they love, love, love Next Generation. That's true. And even young people do watch it. Aren't but they, they watch it. They watch it on Netflix. The one that exists. They don't need a new action one. So... Uh, I, I, I don't feel like it's going to be that way. Don't I really don't think it's going to I really, really, really don't think it's going to be that way. I mean, when Discovery was announced, it wasn't even called Discovery at the time. All that all that was out there was a press release, and everybody decided they hated it. I'm like, you don't even know anything. <laughs> it didn't even say when it was nothing about the premise. All it said was, "There's another a new series coming." Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's yeah. It's, but what still drives me crazy is this show's been on the air for a year and a half now. It was announced almost four years ago. People are still complaining. I don't want to pay to watch it. Yeah. I saw one today, and I and I had to. Well, I was well, when I woke up this morning, and I, I, so every time I go down to my kitchen and make coffee, I'm always I take my phone with me and just kind of scroll. And I had to, and I was so close to commenting because the dis- official discovery page on Facebook posted the trailer, and it said and it said <laughs> and it said binge the first season, and the first comment was I'll binge it when it's free, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that that's the hill they want to die on. What like. Star Trek is a thing that I will not pay for. I'll pay to see a movie. I'll pay to I, I, I for cable. I, I'll pay for. I don't understand it. Yeah, you know Netflix, but no, I'm not paying for Star. Trek. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a series, and you think there's only one one. It's a service, and you think there's only one show you're not you're gonna like. Whatever. I mean, you can get it for one month and binge it. Does it was it worth seven dollars to watch an entire series? I don't know. Maybe not for some people. I, I just I don't understand. I'm like, when the. F- when the fuck did Trek fans become such cheapskates? Like, I feel like the same person who would say something like that is fine paying, like, four grand to go to a Trek convention. Well, yeah. But they're going to see those two, uh, but, those two 80s Klingons that do stand-up comedy. <laughs> the, <laughs> but, like, doing a... Was that you or me? What? Oh, I heard a text on the door. Like a vibration. No. It must be me. Um, I... Um... Uh, uh, um, they they have no problem spending all that kind of money to go to a convention, and yet, what is what is CBS All Access? The yeah, it's like six dollars, seven dollars, yeah, a month change, and you get what three, four episodes a month that come up. Yeah, and you keep it for how long? A couple months while the service airing, and then. Yeah, you don't have to commit to a contract if you don't yeah. want to. I mean, you all can, we are saying we're going to do the year. We're just going to split the year thing for everyone that is now listening to our and whatever like twentieth episode, but still has not paid to watch the show or watch the show. 
who obviously doesn't really exist, but what you're saying, you know, give it a chance. About the Blu-rays? Check out the show. About the Blu-rays? Right. Because it's available on digital and on Blu-ray too, and I and I have both. Yeah. And I had no problem paying for it. And I bet a lot of those people own the Blu-rays too. Well, because I love my Blu-rays. And they watching, watched it and for watch, free. And, and watching the show Blu-rays. on my on my big TV screen, you know, yeah. on a Blu-ray. The only problem is that the show's not in 4K, which pisses me off. It doesn't piss me off. Oh, it really pisses me off. <laughs> I don't care for 4K. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we... Um, I, I, I don't think Picard's show is going to be... No, Pew Pew. I highly... I feel like if that if it, Patrick Stewart would not have come back to do it, if that was going to be the case. He no, said I, in his announcement, they're going to... I mean, he said it's going to be different. Hmm. But he said it's going to come to you with the same love and dedication and passion exactly as we had it before. Yeah. And, you know, there's no marketer or programming person, if they even still exist, that would mm-hmm. say, if we want to get the young demo, what we need is Patrick Stewart back as Picard. That's going to bring in the kids. But even when they, whenever they bring out a new Discovery trailer and it's like action this, and as that person said, action lasers, pew pew, and they're like, oh, I don't like what Star Trek has become. I always like post a trailer for like First Contact or the other movies that I'm just sort of Wrath of Khan. I go, I don't know. This trailer seems like all action to me too. And First yeah. Contact, the movie itself even was all action. Yeah. But why was that okay? Yeah. Well, some people don't like that one because of that, for that reason. But, you know, the film's always Wrath of Khan much more action. was mostly action for the yeah. time. And, you know, the series, I don't think Discovery was all action. We certainly had action scenes. No. But, but I'm like, I just say that people... That's what like you put in like, a trailer, because people talking in a trailer exactly, doesn't like, excite I, people. When, when, when... Do you remember the first trailer for Star Trek Beyond? When they played the Beastie Boys song? Sabotage? Oh, right. I think it was... I, I, so, I think... <laughs> it reminds me of the when we saw Spider-Man the other night. I think when we saw Force Awakens, that trailer played. Force Awakens came out in December of 15... Beyond was coming out that summer. Okay. And that trailer came out at that time. And I know they put it in front of um, uh, Force Awakens. I seem to recall that trailer playing and then people laughing after that. Right. Like when the, what was that movie? Like bit? the dog, Lost Dog movie. <laughs> yeah, so we saw Spider-Man. Was... There was a trailer for a Lost Dog movie, right? So Spider-Man uh, into the Spider-Verse. Which was awesome, by the way. The great, great film. Yeah. Uh, but not really we probably weren't the demographic they were marketing this as a kid's cartoon but we're seeing it the first showing at seven, right. one of the first showings 7.45 on Thursday so it's all you know adults and um, this was clearly a movie geared at old dog lovers and little kids and uh, the entire theater was laughing at the end of the trailer it was quite a moment it was very enjoyable I don't even remember what it was called me neither um, but it's like when, when fans complain about that stuff I'm like okay you don't know anything about movie marketing You've got to pull out the stops to get people in. Right. And and so when they were doing that with Beyond, with, the, with that trailer, I was talking about the Sabotage trailer, I'm like, I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, Star Trek's lost its moral center. And then I go, a trailer of people, that's what I said, a trailer of like Picard and his crew sitting in the observation lounge debating a moral issue <laughs> is not going to yes. pull people into a movie. And I'm there's sorry. never been a trailer like that for any Star no. Trek movie. And there will, and, there's been never spaceships shooting lasers at each other, exploding right. birds of prey. That's always been the challenge. Absolutely, absolutely, and like that's just how it is. You know, it's how movie marketing is. Yeah, and plus, you know, as a lifelong Beastie Boys fan, yeah, I'd like to hear the Beastie Boys in any context. Incidentally, before we excite, I know we're kind of getting to the end here. Yes, Did you know that Insurrection, Star Trek Insurrection, is twenty years old now. No. December 11th, 1998. No, is that a... 
are they gonna f- are all the conventions gonna be insurrection themed now this year? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna re release <laughs> um, it in 3D. And, and you know, if I could just comment on that movie just for a second, because I know it's not a well liked next gen, it's not a well liked, it's not really a well liked Trek film. It's debatable if it's the worst of the next gen films. Mm. I always I, I, I feel like people are gonna have to decide what's worse, that one or Nemesis. But I will say, Tom Hardy is so great though. I will say that insurrection is the most Roddenberry of all the Trek movies, in my opinion. That's a, that, that is a perfect Gene Roddenberry Trek film, if oh, there ever was one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the idea? The, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I don't think Tom Hardy's in that movie, so before I get angry... He's in Nemesis. He's oh, in he is in Nemesis. Okay. Yeah. I thought I had a brain fart and it was someone else. That was, the, that was the first thing I ever saw in him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hell of an actor. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But every time I see him now, I'm like, oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's young Jean-Luc Picard now. Yeah. So it'd be interesting if that's even referenced. In the Maybe he'll show up in uh, Picard. He died. No, no, Tom Hardy. Oh, oh, oh. Um, maybe. Flashbacks. Hopefully Q does. And, you know. Oh my god, Q. Oh, okay. Here we are. So there's a show with Patrick Stewart's best buddy. Um, what's his name? Played Magneto. Ian McKellen. Yeah, Ian McKellen. Where, you know, he's like an old, in his words, a couple of old queens living in Oh, I've seen England. that show. Yes, it's hilarious. The other guy was on, yeah, the other guy who plays with him. Yeah. Derek, Derek, it, Derek Jacoby. And it even has um, a Bruce Bolton. Yeah. Or whatever Bolton. Yeah, I've, I've seen one like episode. It's very funny. And what popped into my head when you said that was Picard and Q. Yeah. As a roommates, an old couple in... Uh, you know, yeah. living together and just to have it be a total British laugh track comedy. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. I. Well, I mean, they do that up for Star Trek Lower Decks or something like that, and make a comedy out of it. That's true. I'd love to see it. You know. And Q could just make a laugh track in life if he wanted to. I, I really think that. Uh, yeah, I really think that Q will make an appearance at some point. That's yeah. interesting. How, how could he? How could he not? I'd never considered that. He's a, he's Picard's Joker. He's you know he's the Joker, to Picard. Yeah. Let's. Well, I would say less murderous, but Picard is Bruce Wayne. He is the Joker. Well, that's a topic for another time. Yes. Lovely to talk with you all again. Send us an email at indiscoverywetrust at gmail.com and obviously tweet us at Disco Podcast. Um, next episode, next month, before season two begins, we will uh, do we'll do another episode reviewing the four short treks. Yes. And then just before we get into the uh, new season. Yeah, so maybe so. four short tracks and then a little like pump for the season episode. Mm-hmm. So everybody have a safe, wonderful holiday and been just on Christmas Eve. Or on yeah, Christmas so introduce Day. us to your family when you're at dinner and things get awkward. Just throw an episode on. All right. See you all yeah. next month. 